What is going on with the Carolina Hurricanes and Vladimir Tarasenko? We will talk about that and more in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by the lovely folks over at FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Andrew Schnitker, looking as comfy as ever, (laughs) ever has his cat next to him like a like a supervillain. He's like Dr. Evil from Austin Powers. Not anymore. He got up to go have a snack. No, uh, fair enough. All right. He, he, he's off to uh, plan his next um, attack or something. Whatever, whatever cats do. Yeah, something like that. He's, uh, <laughs> I, could, I could see him across the room. He's just trowing down on some, some dry, diabetic, dry cat food. <laughs> but uh, I'm uh, I'm good. I'm I'm a little confused though, trying to wrap my head around this whole uh, Vladimir Tarasenko situation as it relates to the Hurricanes. Yeah, it is really, really confusing uh, because you know yesterday it was looking like it would be a lock that the Hurricanes would be getting Tarasenko, uh, and that you know it was just one that you know they're working out like the finer details of the deal. And now today, uh, Tarasenko fired his agent and has a new one and is resetting completely on negotiations. Evidently, he was turning down like $5.5 million offers, $6 million offers from teams. And this is absolutely crazy. Yeah. So the uh, first report was from Shana Goldman, uh, covers the New York Rangers mainly, I believe, on... Tuesday evening and she you know she's Shane is a great reporter does mm-hmm. great work yeah. has gotten a lot of scoops before I think she broke the Brady Shea trade maybe when it happened mm-hmm. but the thing is I don't think she was ever wrong she said sounds like Tarasenko is signing with Carolina now this is me speculating here there's a lot of speculating going on yeah most of the time sources are agents so i think what probably happened is the agent who was fired told shana that he was you know tarasenko was going to be signing with the hurricanes tarasenko himself i guess eventually decided he didn't like the hurricanes offer he wanted to see what else was out there fired his agent hired new representation There's a couple other reports, like you said, this is from Larry Brooks of the New York Post. Obviously, has covered the Rangers for a very long time. That was Tarasenko's last team. Like you alluded to, have learned that Tarasenko had multiple bid, multiple offers from clubs ranging from contenders to rebuilds and the 5.5 to 6 million 
per category at varying lengths, rejected all, Carolina was one, and then fired agent. Kind of strange. Had wanted to remain with Rangers, but there was simply no space. Um, these are from Andy Strickland, who's covered the Blues, I believe, for Bali Sports for a very long time. Obviously, Tarasenko, a longtime Blue, so there's a connection there. I don't think, barring a sudden shift, and as always, things can change very quickly, my guess is that the Alex Dabrinkit situation has held up Ottawa from signing Tarasenko once he's moved likely to the Red Wings. That's Dabrinkit. That will open the door for Tarasenko to sign with Ottawa. And, you know, him also speculating that, you know, that Tarasenko might be a little bit upset at the lack of money seeing, ironically, a deal like Dmitry Orlov getting $7.75 million over two years. Yeah, it was really, it's a very odd situation. I do think, you know, you're probably right in, you know, what kind of happened there of, you know, something was said before it maybe should have been said. And then, you know, that rubbed him the wrong way, I guess, maybe. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but it was really odd. Uh, because yeah, obviously, uh, me, you, you know, a lot of Hurricanes fans were pretty excited about this. Uh, you know, a lot of folks, you know, were saying that, you know, we needed, you know, to get someone like him, you know, to add that scoring. And, you know, it was looking like, oh crap, you know, we'll you know, basically building a super team here in Raleigh. And it, everyone was really excited about it. And then this comes out today. And I definitely think with that full reset uh, of getting new agent and representation and all that, I definitely think that puts Carolina probably, you know, I wouldn't say out of the sweepstakes uh, because, you know, if they're already, yep. You know, given we don't know how close it was to happening. Uh, but you know, if they were, if they were close already to signing him, that can maybe put them in a good spot uh, to continue to land him. Uh, but definitely getting that new agent after that news broke uh, that it looks like he was going to be signing here. I, I definitely don't think it's a very, uh, very good sign for the hurricanes and, to be landing Tarasenko now. No, I mean, what would have to happen, I think, is just that he finds out that what he wants just isn't out there for him, and the Hurricanes are his best option in terms of trying to win, trying to cash in on a one... I think it, it's pretty likely it would be a one-year deal that yeah. he could hopefully cash in on, have a big season playing in the Hurricanes' top six, score a lot of goals, and go out and sign a bigger deal next offseason. The Hurricanes currently are listed with about 4.45 million in cap space. That's with Kachetkov buried in the minors, so you probably have to subtract. I think the way it works is like another six to eight hundred thousand off of that. Plus, you know, we think Tony D'Angelo. We assume Tony D'Angelo is going to eat up two and a half million of that. The Hurricanes are going to. You know, you can you can sign someone and you can exceed the cap. During the offseason, I don't think you actually have to be cap compliant until opening night. So the Hurricanes could sign Tarasenko and then move somebody out. Like we know they're going to be moving out. We're pretty sure they're going to be moving out either Brady Shea or Brett Pesci. 
sounding more and more like it's going to be Brett Pesci. We think Teravo Teravainen is someone that could potentially get moved out as well. So they could sign him and then move somebody out. But I do think even with the prospect of some cap space opening up, he, he can probably get more money. Like, for instance, let's look at uh, Ottawa because that's the other t- – That's the, hur- the interesting thing is the Hurricanes and Senators, I'm sure there's more teams, but those are the only two teams that have actually been mentioned by name in this whole thing. Ottawa currently has like $9 million in cap space, so I think he's going to be able to get more money even on a one-year deal. Now, and he might be able to get more term and more money even elsewhere than he would get with the Hurricanes. So it's going to be a matter, I think, of him deciding whether or not he wants to get as much money as he can or, you know, maybe set himself up on a one-year deal to have his most productive season, get a better deal next offseason, and chase another cup. The thing I would point out is winning a cup might not be a huge factor for him in making this decision because he did just win one with the Blues in 2019. Now, I'm sure he would like another one. And mm-hmm. the Hurricanes of the teams on the free agent market are probably his best shot at doing so. So I don't know. I think I'm with you. I think with everything that's happened, it's significantly less likely that Ter- that Tarasenko ends up with the Hurricanes. But I don't think it's dead and buried. I think there's still a chance, at least, that they that they could end up circling back to them. But for right now, if I'm the Hurricanes, I'd probably be looking at other options. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that it's definitely a bit less likely now. Anything can happen. You know, like we said, you know, it's looking like, you know, there's going to be some trades of guys getting moved out. Uh, but, you know, if the Hurricanes aren't able to land Tarasenko, they are likely going to need a backup plan because that's kind of a signing that you're banking on at, at that point. So, you know, we're going to, to discuss backup plans for the Hurricanes if they aren't able to make this deal with Tarasenko right after this quick break, folks. Now, folks, it is, of course, baseball season right now. You guys know that we are big baseball fans. You've seen us wearing uh, the Kansas City Royals shirts for Andrew, myself for the Detroit Tigers shirts. And of course, you're probably wearing your own favorite team shirt. And if you're wanting to place a bet on your favorite team or favorite player, you should do so with FanDuel Sportsbook. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on the MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel official partner of Major League Baseball. Now, backup plans for Vladimir Tarasenko. Again, anything can happen. The Hurricanes could still get that deal worked out with him. You never know. But 
it's it is looking more and more likely that they are going to have a backup plan or 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 are going to have to have one now obviously there's been the whole speculation of eric carlson obviously he's a defenseman uh terrace goes a forward but carlson does add a lot of offense so you know we'll kind of you know, keep that you know in, in there of course uh and you know we've mentioned before of debrinket but that's looking like it'll be detroit so you know we'll not really thinking on that one uh another one we have speculated a lot on is elias lindholm uh, and these are all trades with the exception of the drink to brink at one. Cause I really don't see that happening at this point. Um, they're all ones that I would like to see happen. I, I think it could be really interesting, at, uh, for those again, you know, it's still fall into the hurricanes, basically building a super team, uh, you know, with both, with both of those names, Carlson and Lindholm, uh, and you know, it, anything can happen as well. Yeah. We, we, we don't know, you know, who all like who all is really on the trade block for every single team. You know, the hurricanes could make a trade for someone that we don't necessarily know is on the trade block. Cause we're not really hearing about it. Uh, and then of course, yeah, there's other free agents out there as well. Uh, is there any names for you, Andrew, that really stick out that you think could be a viable backup plan or plans uh, for uh, the Hurricanes, if they aren't able to get Tarasenko. Shows, I think the Hurricanes' pursuit of Tarasenko shows me that they're looking for that upgrade to their top six forward group to still to add another goal scorer, another finisher. That's Tarasenko's strong suit. He's not much of a play driver, but he's a really good finisher. Hurricanes probably have double-digit guys who are good play drivers but not great finishers, so that's exactly the skill set that they needed. The free agent market, I don't really think there's another great option. There's Patrick Kane, but I don't love him as an option, especially coming off that hip surgery. Uh, Tomas Tatar is an interesting one. I don't know that he's that pure like sniper finisher, but he did score 20 goals for the Devils last year has been a fairly consistent 20 goal scorer probably wouldn't cost a ton. So he could be an interesting option. You mentioned Elias Lindholm. That's still one I would take a look at if the hurricanes are potentially looking at moving on from Brett Pesci, you know, do they look at somebody like William Nylander from Toronto, you know, make a, put together a package for him, get an expiring forward with one year left on his contract for a defenseman with one year left in his contract, the hurricanes would have to add to Pesci to get Nylander, but, and then there's the issue of them having to, you know, try to extend him long term. But, you know, another one that I think has been bandied about before, I have no idea if he's actually available or what the Flyers are doing. But if they're thinking more of a rebuild, Travis Konechny, uh, you know, obviously we know there's a trade relationship with the Hurricanes and Flyers with what's going on with Tony D'Angelo. Travis Konechny put up 31 goals in 60 games last year is signed for two more years at a very reasonable $5.5 million cap hit. So maybe that's one you look at. Again, no idea if he's available, no idea what the Flyers are planning, no idea if they would be willing to trade a player of that caliber to a divisional opponent. But that is someone that I think I might try to take a look at. Yeah, that's one that could be really interesting. Uh, like you said, you know, they there is that trade history 
there with Philly already. And if that is one that Philly would be willing to part with, you know, do they uh, do them both at the same time? Uh, connect, connect me, excuse me, and D'Angelo for whatever they were going to fit, whatever they were going to send for D'Angelo. And then, you know, whatever uh, Philly would want for connect me. That would be really interesting. Uh, but like you said, you know, uh, trading a player of that caliber to a division rival would be a bit interesting. Um, and if, you know, again, you know, if they're just going to blow it all up and go full rebuild, then, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's an interesting market uh, right now. And, you know, interesting situation that the Hurricanes are in because it feels like, you know, there's just so many twists and turns, you know, throughout all of this. And, you know, it's called silly season for, for a reason. And I, I think all of these, you know, could be you know, pretty viable options. Uh, and they are all be ones that would be fun to see. It's kind of getting to that point, you know, with some of these names that are circling around that the Hurricanes are interested in. It's almost like, you know, you've, I fired up the PlayStation behind me and, you know, put in, you know, the new NHL game and are just turn, just turn the salary cap off and are just making, you know, whatever trades, you know, it can, uh, it definitely feels like that, which is fun. And at the end of the day, you know, one thing about all of this, especially yeah, for longtime hurricanes fans is, you know, to see the hurricanes in mix, in the mix for players of, this caliber for Tarasenko, Carlson, Konechny, uh, Lindholm, you know, because for so long, no one wanted to come here. And, you know, whether it be in free agency or, you know, waiving trade clauses or whatever, you know, no one wanted to come here. And, you know, we kind of got stuck with the scraps a lot. So it, it is fun to see, you know, the Hurricanes, you know, in the mix for players of this caliber. Yeah, I think having an owner that spends to the cap and Tom Dundon makes a big difference. I think, you know, having a GM who's willing to take risks and get in on all these big deals like Don Waddell is makes a big difference. And I think, again, just having a good team where players feel like they can go and win and be part of a winning culture with Rod Brindamore, I think that helps a lot, too. Yeah, it really does. Uh, because we've heard from countless guys on the team now, guys that have since you know moved on to other teams. The guys love playing for Rod. He's the players' coach. He's been there. He's done that. He knows what he's talking about. We've talked about that link that at length in the past, so we won't spend a lot of time on that now. But yeah, the Hurricanes. It's very nice that they've become a place where players want to play, and you know. We've talked some already about potential trades uh, that the Hurricanes could make. And a name that has been circulating a lot in the trade market is that of Brett Pesci. We've talked about it a bit before already in a previous episode, but we will continue to talk about it in just a minute right after this quick break. All right, folks, we are back. And Andrew just sent me a message in our chat here while we're recording that there are some small news small news but what is it andrew before we get into potential passion trades so we talked a couple days ago about the hurricanes giving dylan coglin a qualifying offer 
they have officially re-signed him to a one-year contract worth $850,000. Uh, pretty low deal, a little more than the league minimum. Um, you know, he wasn't great last year, but he does give you a right-handed depth defenseman who you can play on your third pairing in a pinch if there are injuries. Again, important for the Hurricanes to have some of these depth guys with no AHL affiliate. So, you know, I think at that price and that term, you know, for having a guy who knows your system back, I think that's fine. So I, there you go. Dylan Coughlin will be back with the Hurricanes next season. Yeah, I, I just got it. Uh, I just saw the email as well. Uh, do we know if it's a one or two way? I'd assume one way. If it if it they, the say. email just says one year eight hundred fifty thousand, it would if it was two way, it would say like how okay, much that's... he'd make at the NHL or AHL level. Yeah. So it's it's a one way. Yeah, that that's kind of what I figured. Uh, but you know, getting you know, back on track to Brett Pesci, uh, you know, he's again you know, a name that's been circulating a lot uh, for the Hurricanes to be potentially moving out, and it sucks uh, because we all really like Brett Pesci. We know, and we know what he brings to the table, which is a reason you know we don't want to give him up because we know what he does uh, for the team. Uh, but you know, I do definitely think that uh if he does get moved uh it will be in one of these big trades i think that uh he would be essentially kind of like the centerpiece for a trade uh you know a nashville was you know a team that i mentioned to you before we started recording that was a name uh, that I had kind of heard uh, being one that could potentially be happening. And, you know, we both kind of said they really, you know, not a whole heck of a lot there, you know, aside from Philip Forsberg, you know, then uh, Roman Yossi, you know, really aside from those two, you know, uh, not really a whole lot there in Nashville, unless it would be like a you know, three-way trade or something like that. Uh, but I definitely think, yeah, Pesci, he would be one, he would kind of be like the centerpiece for a trade. Uh, and you do figure, you know, if you know, you're going to you know, trade for, you know, say Eric Carlson or Elias Lindholm, uh, someone like that, uh, you're also going to have to give up uh, more than just Pesci. Um, I could definitely see, you know, given we literally just said, you know, he signed that extension. Uh, Dylan Coughlin is definitely one I could see, you know, being tossed into a trade. Uh, we've talked before about Tavo Teravainen and him potentially being one that is on the trade block as well, especially if you're going to go for someone like Elias Lindholm. I could definitely see them wanting him uh, in that trade as well. Jack Drury being another one uh, that I could see being thrown in on a trade as well. We talked about before of him having already requested a trade at some point this past season. So all of those are guys that I could potentially see the Hurricanes uh, giving up. Uh, are there any other names or assets uh, that you could see them giving up? I mean, it depend. Like I, you know, depending on the how big a name they're acquiring. I mean, if they went after a true superstar, you know, like a William Nylander, yeah. you could even see. Mar I could still even maybe see Martin Natchez as part of the trade. Um, mm -hmm. it, it would have to be, I think, for a really big name like that, if that were the case. You know, Nashville is an interesting potential trade partner because they're not going to get Philip Forsberg or Roman Yossi. Those are core players for Nashville. They're signed 
to big long-term deals that the Hurricanes can't fit in. I don't love a lot of their players, but a a guy like Brett Pesci probably goes for a first-round pick, and that's a first-round pick that the Hurricanes, or at least a first-round pick, a first-round pick that the Hurricanes can turn around and use in a deal like with San Jose for Eric Carlson or for an Elias Lindholm, because you figure a first-round pick from Nashville holds some value because it's going to be probably around the middle of the first round. Nashville may not make the playoffs next year, so it may be higher. Um, so that that could net you a valuable trade chip in almost like a three-way trade if you deal Pesci to Nash, a team like Nashville for futures. Turn around and flip those for somebody like Carlson or Lindholm or somebody or Konechny or somebody who we haven't discussed. I think him, if you're going to go the just the Eric Carlson route, I think him – Sending him makes a lot of sense because I think San Jose is a team in full rebuild mode. Um, So they're probably not going to sign Pesci long-term. He's not going to extend with them, but he gives them an asset that they can flip for, say, a first-round pick or a top prospect, either in season or at the deadline. So I could definitely see him potentially going the other way in an Eric Carlson trade if that's something the Hurricanes are still looking at. And we have not seen anything that says they're not. So. Yeah, I haven't seen anything that they're not still in on Carlson. Uh, you know, because, yeah, I think you know, the only reason that stuff kind of died down was simply because of all the Tarasenko talk. And that was kind of what everyone started talking about was that move rather than uh, the Hurricanes trading for Eric Carlson. So I definitely think Pesci, uh, he'll get a deep, the Hurricanes will get a decent return for him, uh, regardless of who they go after. Uh, and you know, Carlson again, that would be pretty fun to see. Uh, William Nylander, that's another one I would really, I almost feel like that one may be more likely, I, I guess, because of the way the Hurricanes are wanting to add to their top six because they're, uh, defensive core is already so loaded uh and you know again the d'angelo trade that's you know gonna happen you know before yeah here in the next few days i believe it was the ninth was when that had or when that could happen but the the kneelander move i i I like that i think it would honestly just kind of depend on what kind of extension he is wanting really uh and yeah, you know, it, it would be fun. I they would definitely have to give up a sizable amount. I Brett Pesci, obviously. I think Tavo Teravinen could be thrown in on that. You mentioned Marty Natchez as well. Uh I the Hurricanes would have to give up a significant amount for him. Uh, but it, it's a trade that it, it's very interesting to to think about uh with that one because he could really add something uh, for the Hurricanes. But, you know, with that, the what the Hurricanes would have to give up is, you know, what I would I, w- I would kind of be concerned about because it, it would be a lot. Yeah, I don't think you're probably sending Teravine in the other way in that one because I think Toronto probably would prefer Natchez and they might not want to take on Teravine's cap hit even for a year. And again, this is just speculation on our part. There's nothing – formal or official or any of any kind out there linking the hurricanes to Nylander. But if they were going to try to make a big swing, you know, with a Brett Pesci type as the centerpiece, that that's a guy who 
there's some logic there given Toronto maybe looking for a little bit of a change and him being on an expire being on a contract that expires in a year. But again, like you said too, I think the biggest piece of that is how much the Hurricanes would have to pay him going forward. And can you fit that in with new deals for, you know, a Sebastian Ajo, a Jacob Slavin and others going forward and still be able to fill out the rest of your roster? I think you could. It would just be challenging and you'd have some other hard decisions to make and have to be able to fill out a lot of the bottom half of your roster with young, cheap players, which teams have done that and teams have won doing that. But, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, I think that's just a decision you're going to have to make if that's a path you want to take going forward. If you add Nylander or even like an Elias Lindholm and you want to sign him to a big extension because that's another big contract you have to pay, you're subtracting a big contract and Pesci and maybe you don't re-sign Brady Shea because you have Dimitri Orlov for two years and then you have some prospects that could be coming up. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, just how the Hurricanes choose to allocate, you know, these long-term funds. Yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how this stuff goes down. Uh, and, you know, as you know, we saw you know, at the beginning of this segment, you know, news can come out at any time you know it wouldn't surprise me if you know, after we hit you know in recording you know here in uh, uh here in a bit if you know we get more news uh, about this stuff you know anything can happen uh at any given moment whether it be kane signing tarasenko kane's trading brett pesci for someone anything can happen at every at any given time so make sure you are tuning in to locked on hurricanes for all of the hurricanes news we hope you guys had a good fourth of july yesterday if you celebrated and make sure you are following the show on twitter at lo underscore hurricanes myself on twitter at jared ellis underscore 96 and andrew on twitter at a schnitt 53 guys have a great rest of your day Enjoy all the speculation and silly seasonness regarding the hurricanes. And we will talk to you guys in the next episode. And as always, let's go Canes.